Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. The context of today's talk is taken from the book of James. I love James. He's my boy because he's real. And if you've been coming around here very long, we're pretty real. We get up in your business and we talk about what needs to be talked about. I can hear James saying, come on, guys. Let's get out of this Monday, this ordinary fake and phony Sunday, and let's let it affect our Monday. Uh, He doesn't want a Sunday only. He wants something that changes our Monday through Saturday. You guys, we, because we love Jesus, because we follow Jesus, we should look different, we should act different, and yes, we should even talk different. Raise your hand if your mouth has ever gotten you in trouble. Okay, I got both hands up, and I bet if you would get really real with yourself like James is wanting us to do, some of y'all would have both your hands up as well. Let's jump into the scripture, James chapter 3, and I'm going to be reading from verses 2 through 8. It says, Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want, come on Derby, by the means of a small bit in its mouth. Now, we can't make those people make the right decision, but we can make the horse do the right thing. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting our entire body. It can set your whole life on fire for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and fish, but no one, no one, no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil and full of deadly poison. Oh, you are going to love today. Or you're going to hate today. We're going to, it's one or the other. I want to preach a message today called Tame Your Tongue. We're constantly pointing out all these sins that we think are the big sins. But our biggest sin is right here. It is the biggest sin. It's the source of sin. I have a few points for you to consider about taming your tongue. Number one, know that what you say matters. Your tongue, your words are either weapons of mass destruction or they can bring healing and help to those that you speak to. This 
thing is powerful. Everybody stick out your tongue at me. Don't tell your moms. Uh, Stick your tongue at me. That thing is so powerful. It can either speak gossip and slander and backbiting and you can have all kinds of issues because of it or it can speak kindness and love. And here's the great thing. You get to choose. If you choose the last one, I promise you there's going to be a lot less drama in your life and a lot more people that want to be around you. James tells us in verse 8, we can't tame the tongue. No one can tame the tongue. But we do need to start working on it. There is power of life and death in your tongue. I wonder what the world would look like if we quit saying everything that we wanted to say. All of us. What would the world look like if we quit saying everything that we had an opinion about? Ain't nobody want your opinion. If they did, they'll ask for it. You wonder why you keep ending up in fire after fire and drama, drama, drama. It follows you everywhere. And you begin to think to yourselves, well, what just happened? Your mouth just happened, baby. And as long as you keep running it, you're going to continue ending up in fires and drama. And it is a mess. Ephesians 4.29, I, I, can, I have this one memorized. You know, I've got like three scriptures in the whole Bible memorized. This is one of them. Because for two years, the Lord worked on me about my mouth. And Ephesians 4.29 says, do not... Let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Only that which builds others up according to their needs. Not your needs. Not what you think, but according to their needs. What do they need? Today, do they need encouragement? Today, do they need correction? Today, do they need a hope? What is it that others need? That's what you're supposed to be speaking. You are not supposed to just speak your mind. And, you know, so many times we make these side-handed compliments. And you're like, hmm, was that a compliment or did you just throw me under the bus? Right? It is so important that we have to watch what comes out of our mouth. I'm going to tell you a story about my mouth. As I told you, the Lord had, had two years. It was my New Year's resolution. Whoever has scripture as our New Year's resolution, right? We usually go, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds, or I'm going to, do th- I'm going to read my Bible every year. One year I read the uh, one-year Bible, but two years in a row, he was like, you didn't get it the first year, baby, so you're going to do it again. Oh, and I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, God get it. I'll get it. I'm going to get it. But you know, I used to be one of those people that felt like I had to give my opinion to everybody or say something. And then the way that they reacted, I wished I could have pulled it all back in and put it back in. But here's the thing about our mouth. Once we release it, we can't get it back. The things that we say either hurt or build, and we can't change that. It's out there. It's so important. Um, I had this little revelation last week. God reminded me there was a situation in my life, and I was like, now, you didn't even need to say that. 
that had nothing. It did not build me, blah, 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 blah. And, and so God reminded me, hey, maybe that's a word that needs to be spoken again over your life and over the life of your church. Here's the great thing. I've not arrived and you've not arrived, but one thing I do, I keep pressing toward the goal. Come on, Philippians 3:12. It's not that we'll ever arrive. We will never tame our tongue, but we got to keep pressing. We got to keep pressing. We got to say, God, I don't want my words to hurt people. I want my words to bring life to people. I'm not where I want to be. But I'm so thankful I'm better than I used to be. Can you all just give God some praise that you're not where you want to be, but you're better than you were yesterday and a month ago and a year ago? We are getting better. Point two, you can't change your mouth. You have to let Jesus change your heart. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Brood of vipers. Yeah, he's talking to us, guys. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of our hearts, the mouth speaks. You guys, we have got to give Jesus access to our heart and follow him. He will mold you. He will make you. He will heal you. And he will deliver you. One of the things that we say around here a lot is you have to reveal to heal. You can't just go stuffing it in your heart, stuffing it over here, putting it in a corner. Because eventually... You're gonna, it's going to turn to bitterness. You have to bring whatever it is to the surface, reveal it so it can be healed. We're going to go back to the book of James in chapter 3. In verses 9 and 10, it says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing my brothers and sisters, church, my friends, my family in here. This should not be. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, please, for God's sake, and that, I'm not using that as cliche, I'm serious. For God's sake, please do not boast about it or deny the truth when it comes up. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. I'm telling you what. I'm not, I love, the, the best messages God gives me are messages that are, are not just for everybody, but they're for me. And that's what this message is today. It is for all of us. You got to quit working on the symptom, a.k.a. we've got to quit working on our mouth. we got to quit saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to be more positive. Hey, you know what? I'm going to uh, quit talking too much. You know what? I'm going to quit just talking to people because the people are the problem. No, the people are not the problem. So quit pulling back and connect and let the Lord work on your heart. We need heart surgery. 
You need to allow the Holy Spirit to cut where it needs to be cut, remove what needs to be removed. We got to get rid of our past hurt. We got to uproot the bitterness. And we've got to get rid of everything that the enemy has got us so protected and guarded. We've got it shielded like, oh, I don't want anybody to know that because it's ugly. But when the ugly's there, it becomes a cancer and it eats the whole heart out and then it comes out of our mouth. We're real good about hiding it and faking it for a while. But eventually it starts spewing out over everybody you talk to. I truly believe that when people avoid us and don't really like it, it really has nothing to do with us as a person. It has everything to do with our mouth. Our mouth is what has gotten us in trouble. So I'm going to talk to you a minute. My natural bend is to be super negative. I can be the most negative person in the world. So in Proverbs, it says, above all else, guard your heart. So I have to guard my heart and remove myself from people in situations that's negative, that's backbiting, that's complaining, that's gossip. Because if I don't, it won't take me but a hot second and I'm right there in the midst doing it with them. You become like the people you hang with. And you guys, most of that that's coming out of our heart is because we're hurt and hurting people hurt people. So when you're seeing that, instead of being like mad at people, go and love on them and help them get to the root. Why are you being so ugly? It's because your heart's ugly. Jesus is saying to us, tame your tongue. Come here, baby. I want to heal you. I want to make you whole. I want to deliver you. I want you not to feel and be so busted and disgusted. God is an inside-out God. He has to change your heart so he can change your life. He works here, and then it shows on our outward. Matthew 15, verse 11 says, It's not what goes into our mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples came to him and asked, do you realize you've offended the Pharisees by what you just said? My Jesus is like, I don't care. I don't care if I offend people because that's another heart issue. I'm here to make people better. This is why God's not going to change your words. How many of you guys have prayed, Lord, help me speak right. Help me not to hurt people. I have done it my whole life. I've asked God to change my words, but he can't change my words. He wants to change my heart. And when he changes my heart, your words are going to change. I promise you, you're going to act different, talk different, look different. Point three. Your life is leadership. You got to let your life do the talking. Tame your tongue so people will listen to you. 
tame your tongue so that they don't walk away from you because they know you're going to be negative. You're going to be complaining. You're going to be backbiting. Tame your tongue for that reason. Because your life is leadership, it either points people to Jesus or it points people away from Jesus. I can look at your life and I can say, oh, it's a good Jesus day. Or, oh my gosh, wonder what's been going on in their lives this week. So there are a few things we contain. First one, cussing. There's this shirt, and I almost bought it when my friends did buy it. it says, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. But as Christians and Christ followers, we shouldn't make saying cuss words our daily language. So it's okay if you stub a toe and something comes out. You ain't going to hell for that. But what it shouldn't be is sentence after sentence and sentence and conversation after conversation. It should not be our normal language to allow cuss words to come out because it's unwholesome talk. I talked to a few college students a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, a lot of times we cuss because we think, at least that age, because we think it makes us look cool or because everybody else is doing it, right? But really, it kind of, especially some of the words words I hear women say, I'm like, that F word is trashy. Come on. Uh, That is not pretty. That is not pretty. And it also makes us look a little rebellious. The Bible says that to him who knows to do right and does it not, to him it's sin. So if you know that unwholesome talk is not what God wants for you and you continue to do it, you're choosing sin. The second one, lying. The Bible says in Proverbs that the Lord detests, hates lying lips. I believe there are three reasons that we lie. Number one, we want to look better than we are. So if we stretch the truth a little bit, we're going to look better. If I say, if I say that the fish that I caught that was this big is like this big. Hey, I'm a better fisherman, right? <laughs> if I say that, you, you get what I'm saying. We, we do it to make ourselves look better. The other reason that we lie is we want attention. Everybody else is getting all this attention, and I want attention because I want it all to be about me. And so I'm going to say something so that everybody turns their attention away from me and puts it on me. Turns it away from you and puts it on me. That's another reason that we lie. And the third reason is we want to expose someone and make them look bad, but we don't have the guts to confront them and tell them what it really is. So we're going to kind of poke a jab at them and say, Haha, just kidding. We say just kidding and there's truth in every kidding. Because we don't have the guts to say, you know what? You need to get your life together. So we go, Haha, joke, joke. Get your life together. (laughs) Just kidding. No, it's truth. But we didn't have the guts to say it. Wisdom doesn't need to lie. 
It doesn't need to brag. Wisdom lets their life do the talking. And the last one is gratitude. James 3.17. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Wisdom is grateful and gentle, and it gets along with others. Gratitude, you guys, is a game changer. What if you woke up every morning and instead of complaining about what happened yesterday or what happened last night, you wake up and go, thank you, Jesus, for a new day. Thank you, Jesus. It may be raining, but I know the sun's coming out later. Thank you, Jesus, that I, my eyes opened up today. Thank you that I'm not where I used to be. Thank you that I'm the head and not the tail. Thank you, Lord, that you have called me for such a time as this. What if we changed our language? How would your world look in that way when you become thankful? Start there. It will transform your heart. And when you start seeing the things you're grateful for, everything around you gets better. You guys, we can only love Louisville back to life when we take this hard word and not just come to church, but let it affect everything that we do outside of here. So let's review. Number one, what you say matters. Number two, you can't change your mouth. You have to allow Jesus to change your heart. And number three, let your life do the talking. I know today was hard. It was hard for me. It was a word all week the Lord just continued to speak to me about. And there's so much more that we've got to get a grip on in order to tame our tongue. I, I, I mean, I literally cut three pages out. But guys, this is so important. There's power of life and death in your tongue. Can everybody stand as they, they turn down the lights? And today, you may be here and you're like, wow, that was hard. And I didn't know Jesus was uh, that harsh. Nobody that is loved does not get a little bit of discipline. God chastens those he loves. Your parents spank you a little bit because they love you. They ground you a little bit because they love you. Your boss gets you back into the boundaries a little bit because they love you and they want you to be successful. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, we want you to first make that decision today. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.